The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Abramigo. What's up, everybody? It's Above the Dave. It's another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking all things Dave Matthews Band, and I'm going to be bringing out a DMB bro. That's right. I'm bringing out a Dave Matthews hardcore fanboy, and he's going to talk about what it's like being a Dave Matthews fan in 2023, and we got a little surprise for him as well. Following that, we have the return of a lot seen favorite his name is puddled wook and he made his debut on the podcast last season and he is back to probably be too high to talk and finally we have two of my favorite musicians of all time it's mark brownstein and aaron magner of the disco biscuits and we're talking what it is like to make live movie soundtracks so kick yourself off the heroin and time to play a theremin it's the lot Today, I want to talk about the Dave Matthews Band, and I feel pretty damn qualified to do that because, damn it, I grew up in Connecticut in the 90s. I was in high school in 1995 through 1999. I just graduated, actually, high school. I was about to be going to college the summer 99, August, there was two dates, the Dave Matthews Band, as he always rolled through to the Meadows Music Center or whatever, uh, in Hartford, Connecticut. And on August 7th and August 8th are two infamous nights in Dave Matthews Band history. It's the riots of Hartford. Yeah, that's right. If you're listening to this and you were not uh, alive or around at that point or invested in any of this stuff, then... (laughs) All those people who are now like parents with babysitters watching their kids as they hang out at a Dave Matthews show, pretty tame these days. But in the 90s, yeah, there were points where there was riots and fires happening and overturned cars and battles with police. There were 55 people arrested at a Dave Matthews show in uh, August uh, 7th and then August 8th of the year 1999, the, the year as I graduated high school. So I was in the epicenter of Dave Matthews fandom, okay? And for me, it wasn't immediate, though I did have friends who immediately gravitated, of course, to Dave Matthews. The minute those first couple singles or music videos came out, they were fully on board. 
I, I actually wasn't because also it was the 90s and there was like so much good rock music. And I maybe was a little too skater boy or something. I was into more like my Smashing Pumpkins was my shit back then. So I don't know, Dave, I was like, cool, but you know, I'm not like going crazy about it. And then one fateful night, I'm in the backseat of a car and we're driving around these windy roads in Connecticut, me and, and, and some homies, and we smoke some weed. And some dude who's driving puts on the new Dave Matthews CD that he got called Crash. And then we just drove around and I was stoned listening to this album. And I was like, holy shit, this is fucking incredible. Especially that second half of that album. Tripping Billies and Proudest Monkey and Drive In, Drive Out. is Just these incredible, beautiful tunes. And I was hooked. I said, all right. And then I was on board. Yeah, me, I wasn't unique, by the way. If you weren't already uh, on board at that point in high school with Dave Matthews, maybe this was the album that was going to do it, right? It was it was Crash and, and Two Step. I was now smoking weed by the time Crash came out. So now I was, I was maybe a sophomore or something and Crash comes out. And uh, I'm into it. I bought, I Now I'm, I'm going into the Dave Matthews world, the Red Rocks 95 CD. I listened to that so much. I started attending shows, and I went to the Meadows. Definitely, like, I think 97, 98 we went. I can't even begin to describe the scene at the Meadows. I know the infamous weekend is is the year 1999 when there was riots and fires and arrests. But honestly, if you were there in 97 or 98, then you know that... Hartford, Connecticut, Dave Matthews shows, and and this was probably the case in other cities, it was like the most frat boy shit ever back then. Yo, it was primal. That's the only word I can describe a Dave Matthews Meadows concert in the late 1990s. You walked in, you were a high schooler, you're drunk, and you're surrounded by drunk high schoolers. High, drunk, tripping, mostly drunk though. In the lawn scene at that Dave Matthews show I remember in like 97 or 98 was like I said there's no other way to describe what I saw other than just primal we were just a bunch of drunk kids now kind of crowded into this dark lawn with all these other kids and Dave Matthews is on stage and he's ripping it and he's mostly like freaking love songs and shit and you know violin jams and the crowd is doing one of two things at all times. They're either fucking or fighting. It is straight up like caveman shit going on at the Dave Matthews concert. And I'm just kind of drunk and kind of going with it because I'm fucking 16. I don't know what's going on. I'm just at a concert alone with my friends. I don't even know if a parent dropped us off or something. But I remember seeing so many people fucking on the lawn. During the concert, surrounded by people dancing and also making out or like fighting, there were multiple like fights that broke out around us in which people were getting pushed, shoved, knocked to the ground by just a cascading group of bros, just just domino effect of people on a hill just collapsing, including my friend Brett. He went down so hard from just a fight that happened above us on the lawn. And that was happening all night long, fights and fucking. It was just alcohol at its worst. It was just like, I don't know if all the fucking I saw was consensual. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking 1997 and I'm on this lawn and it's dark and I'm just like, how drunk are all of these people who are fucking right now? All I was doing 
at that concert while I was walking around, kind of buzzed, kind of high, probably trying to step over people fucking and avoid people fighting. That's basically, it was survival, dude. Dave Matthews concerts at the Meadows were a trip. And there's a reason that the fan base got the reputation it did. And then 1999 at the Meadows didn't help. Despite what I saw at the Meadows concerts, uh, overall, the Dave Matthews band music was really, really great. And it's funny to me that the scene turned into such a carnal and destructive scene because the music is so beautiful. It honestly, Dave Matthews was the perfect soundtrack to a guy like me, not to the jock who was having sex with the girl on a blanket at the show. Dave Matthews was music for the virgin like me who wanted to sleep with his platonic girlfriends, but didn't have the guts, didn't, wasn't what they were looking for, right? It was, it was music it felt like, especially like Crash, it was music that the hopeless romantic guy would put on the mixtape. Why do I know that? Because I put Dave Matthews on the mixtape. How could you not? Well, you're making mixtapes back then, and I'm talking on a tape, okay? So when you are, like, feeling a girl, you make her a mixtape, right? Back then, you're putting a Dave Matthews song on that mixtape, bro. You're putting a Dave Matthews song on the mixtape for the girl. If it's 1997 and you just made a girl a mixtape, the first thing she's going to do is take it out of your hand and then look at the cool font that you drew on it with the, with the track listing. And she's going to scan it to see if you put Dave Matthews on there and, uh, and what Dave Matthews song. And if you, she was like a friend, but you kind of wanted more, then you put that song about being friends, but then being lovers for the night and then going back to being friends, whatever that song was. <laughs> that was the, that was a, hey, you know, this one's kind of, because you had to be suggestive in the mixtape what you put lyrically those tracks you put what they're singing that's basically what you're singing to that girl so you pick a dave matthews song every single time if not what are you even making mixtapes for in the 90s bro what are you even doing you're wasting everybody's time she's interested in what dave matthews song you were gonna put there if she didn't see a dave matthews track she would just just throw it into the dirt and then just crush it with her shoe just spit on it like you call this a fucking mixtape Dave Matthews' music to me was like the soundtrack to my lonely, horny teenage self. Dave Matthews was like the guy who made me feel like I listened to music that a guy like Dave Matthews makes. Does that make sense? Like, I wasn't, I liked guitar rock. I was into Allman Brothers at the time, pretty heavy. My friends were getting into the dead. And yeah, like Dave Matthews came in and in super talented band, but he's, you know, it's a, it's a lot of love songs and stuff. I realized I like that shit. I do. is <laughs> what I realized. I that that appealed to me, even though I didn't have really much experience with girls. It, it somehow appealed to like my sorry little horny ass. I don't know what it was, and but I wasn't alone. You know. Then that next album came out was um, before these crowded streets, and all the homies are pumped on that album. I have distinct memories of us playing that, hanging out, and then there was like a turn it really was it was like a turn from that point forward i always kind of viewed it as like a 9-11 thing or something but there was this jam bands aren't cool phase uh dave matthews is out and there's a new scene in and since then there's been many new scenes and dave matthews has remained you know kind of this uh this outlier where they he has the dedicated fan base but i don't know if him like fish have had any semblance of the momentum 
that they had in the 90s, right? I think there's a lot of similarities between those two bands. I would personally say my personal opinion is that Fish has been able to consistently, especially as of late, like write and create really new great music. And I didn't see that as much on Dave. I felt like a lot of people, even the, the most hardcore fans, you know, saw a, a decline in the music production and the quality of the songwriting, frankly, with, with Dave Matthews Band. But then they come out with a new album this year, and, it, and it's and it's really solid. And I think fa- fans are pretty pumped on it. I always kind of root for that. Like, I'm always hoping, because it's there. You know, I know the guy is capable, and I know. So it sounds like that people seem pretty pumped on the new tour and that people are on all the bust outs he's doing and he's mixing up the set list a lot. He's playing new songs that the fans seem to be into. So I'm all for that. I did fall off. I tried for a few albums and I think I, I just fell off. I just did. Or I have a cousin that is a diehard, seen a ton of Dave Matthews shows. She took me to one in the Boston area. And this was, again, this was maybe 15 years ago. And that show was great. It was a lot of new songs that I didn't know, but the show was great. And I haven't seen him since. I would like to. I-, I can say this about Dave Matthews is you would think, right, that there would be so many Dave Matthews cover bands. And yet there are like none. That kind of perplexed me because there's even a whole bunch of Fish cover bands. And I'm like, damn, Fish is so hard to play. It's- there's a billion dead-, dead cover bands, right? And that music is fairly complicated. And then there's a whole handful of fish cover bands, and, and that is complicated music to play. So why are, there, why are there no Dave Matthews cover bands? I would think the demand would be there in many places. They'd make quite a living if they were out there, you know, doing cool interpretations of Dave Matthews songs, yet no one's doing that. Is it because Dave Matthews is really that uncool? No, it's not. I, I actually think it's because Dave Matthews is an incredible guitar player who wrote so much music that is really, 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 really hard for people who play guitar, straight up. I've watched a whole bunch of shit about the very complex and unique structure of Dave Matthews' songwriting, and it is incredibly complicated. And I think if you are to uh, be the Dave of the Dave Matthews band, cover band, that you actually have one of the tougher tasks in all of um, covering music. And I respect the hell out of that, actually. I think rock music has just been, like, so similar. And I always wonder, like, why did Dave Matthews kind of stand out? What was it about his music and the sound of it? And a lot of it is just his uh, his riffs. And, and so it, it, there's a reason that you're not hearing a ton of people play it. It's because they can't play it. There's only one Dave Matthews. There's only this one guy. I mean, pro- just to play the, his guitar is one thing. And then to sing over it, fuck, that's not easy. I just, at some point, I would, I'd like to see a Dave Matthews. I mean, I'm sure there's some type of Dave Matthews bands out there or maybe they do like a few songs or something but to like really do it do it hard do it right dark star orchestra cover band level yeah i i'm interested will that happen and if so then they're gonna have to be pretty pretty damn talented so that's uh that that's something i've always been kind of curious about and yet the real dave matthews is still out there and he's still going strong his new album is great and this fan base is like so solid and locked in i mean they turn out they it's a far cry from the 90s where they were turning over cars and rioting but now they're all parents uh with many kids who are now probably about to hit that age where they're going to start list going to dave matthews shows that's coming by the way 
that that next phase, that next that next wave, in the next ten years, we're gonna see the next wave, uh, for fish for Dave Matthews. It's coming. It's like when all these people, their kids are like in high school and college and shit. It's it. I don't know. That's my prediction. There's gonna be some type of weird wave that's gonna happen. I think if these bands keep playing. But uh, yeah, the fan base has calmed down quite a bit. Man, I went to a show maybe back in in the 2000s and it was already at that point it was already like much more tame and it's it's only gotten more so i mean it's i wonder if any of the the high schoolers who were having sex on blankets and, and on the lawn of the meadows that year if any of them got pregnant and then kept the baby and then raised the child and now cuz that child is fuck that child's already that is that child a dave matthews fan is there, we don't have to think about that that's that's weird my only criticism, and I'll say this, Dave Matthews is in that, you know, Mount Rushmore of, like, uh, of current jam bands, right? You know, it's like of just touring acts, period. But, like, done it all, he's up there and should be considered up there just on terms of, like, songwriting and, and the live show and everything, right? So I, I have no arguments with that. I just, the only criticism that I have as a jam band fan when it comes to Dave and being like, bro... What do you do? And you're breaking a cardinal rule. And that is, you got to play New Year's Eve. You, it's a rule. It's, I'm sorry. It's just, them's the rules. You're a jam band. You're playing New Year's Eve. Probably three sets, but at least just play New Year's Eve. You're Dave Matthews band. Like, you could have a stranglehold on any spot you want, like Fish does, for as many nights as you want, anywhere in the country or beyond and just throw New Year's Eve parties. And I'm just surprised. I know, I think he has performed on New Year's Eve. I looked, but it's not consistent. It's not every year. It's not a thing he does. And that is shocking to me. Like, how are you a jam band and you don't play every New Year's Eve? Isn't that like the, aren't you, when you sign the papers being like, we will be a jam band, that it's like you are required to be on stage when the ball drops and wearing some fucking ridiculous outfit <laughs> with your theme or whatever. Like, aren't those the jam band rules? The minute your band is, like, is successful enough to play in New Year's, you play New Year's every year and you never stop until you die. <laughs> Dave Matthews, what are you doing? I can't, how do you just break that rule? And, but I don't think he's been consistent with that at all. Um, that's my criticism. But, you know, I don't want to criticize. I I really don't. I, I, I got all the love for Dave Matthews Band and the people who listen to it. I actually got a guy here I want to bring out who loves Dave Matthews. This guy, he didn't give us a name. So we're just going to refer to him as a DMB bro. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, not waste any more time and find out what it's like to be a Dave Matthews fan today. So, everybody, give it up for DMB Bro. Hey, what's up? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Nice, dude. Nice. Thanks for coming on to the podcast today. Wham, where, where to start? So, you love the Dave Matthews band, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Shh, 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 shh. No, Come on, come on. Keep it down. What? What's wrong? No, no, shh, you know, I mean, is this, is this a safe space? Huh? I mean, I don't, I don't like just to, like, proclaim my love for, um, for Dave Matthews' band. Shh, yeah, 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 I don't just, like, scream that in public anymore. Dude, why not? It just, it just doesn't go, always go well. Oh, 
man oh really no well dude yeah no this is a thousand percent a safe space my dude don't even worry yeah no you can like be outwardly in love with dave matthews on this podcast i promise you yeah dude yeah of course oh good because i'm a huge dave matthews fan oh yeah i've been following his every move since the 90s man that's great dude you you mean that yeah of course that's great dude i mean you you, you weren't you weren't being sarcastic no no dude yeah, no, no. Did I sound like I was being sarcastic? I just, I didn't know if, like, I can't tell if, like, you, you're just gonna, like, make fun of me or... Dude, no, you're, you're right, bro? No, I'm, I'm not gonna make fun of you, man. I'm, I like Dave Matthews, man. Yeah? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, dude, no, again, 100%, dude, safe space. Not gonna, not gonna turn on you or anything. I just wanted to talk to, like, a real, like, diehard fan of DMB. That's me. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool, cool. All right, so um, why does Dave Matthews Band just do it for you? I love Dave. I just want to shout it from a mountaintop. But I can't. I can't. Dude, yeah, breathe, breathe, breathe. Uh, Are you, like, ashamed or something that, like, you're a, a Dave fan? No, 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 not at all. It's, it's literally my entire personality. I just... I just can't express who I am as loudly as I would like. I mean, those sandals that you're wearing with socks on are pretty loud, my dude. Yeah, no, I mean, I just want to be able to say, like, hey, I love the Dave Matthews Band. And just, like, scream it. And have, like, the person that I'm talking to not turn and walk the other way. It's like I just told him I killed a puppy. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm sorry, bro. Dude, I get it, man. I'm a fish fan, too. It's like, it gets real old having to defend my fandom with that shit, man. I I totally understand. (laughs) You get it, right? Yeah, fish fans get it. Yeah, dude, we totally get it. We honestly, we shit on Dave Matthews all the time. And I'm sure you shit on fish all the time, too. No, we actually like fish a lot. Oh, well, yeah, well, we, you know, we shit on you a lot. And the thing is, we're really not so different. You guys have maybe more like love songs. And the fish fans have more songs about cavernous waves and fog. But, you know, the thing is that the, the message is love. Either way, the band provides this wonderful experience and has is really, you know, like Fish and, and some of these other bands. For other people, it's like the soundtrack of your life. Of my life. That's how I, that's how I feel. Yeah. I love, I just, I love Dave. And that's why... We have a special surprise for you, bro. Yeah? <sighs> yeah. Okay. All right, let's bring him out here. Huh? Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Matthews. <gasps> what? Let's go now. Oh, my God. Dave Matthews? Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, how we doing? Oh. Oh, my God. Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews is here. Whoa, 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 hey, 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 shh, shh, come on, keep it down, don't want to get too excited about me, people might, you know, start dogging, judge you, but you're Dave Matthews, my hero, my god, my idol, my everything, shh, shh, okay, okay, pipe down, pipe down, not a big deal, but you wrote Crash, dude, I love you, bro, 
I'm the biggest Dave Matthews fan in the world. Dave Matthews sucks. Ow. Huh? What? Who was that? Yeah, who was that? <laughs> that was actually just me. <laughs> just covering our tracks, my man. Don't want to upset people, do you? Well, no. Okay, good. Just be cool, my brother. A brother! He just wanted to be his brother! Shh, come on, man. Cool it down. 2023 can't be out there screaming Dave Matthews Band. There's only one place you can unabashedly be a Dave fan these days. And that's at one of my shows. Or in my car with the windows up. I love you, Dave Matthews. I feel so much better talking to you, Dave. I feel like I can just be myself around you. Hey, speaking of cars, you want to go listen to me in your car in the parking lot? Smoke a little weed, a little smoking, a little token. Oh, yeah, you want to smoke in my car, Dave Matthews? Sure. We can listen to my new album. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I was thinking I was thinking we could listen to like maybe like a listener supported or like a live album or something like older. Okay, sure. Let's let's do that, kid. <gasps> oh my god, this is the best day of my life. Dave Matthews! Sheesh. Don't upset people. Dude, wow. This is what a treat for you, DMB bro. Get to go smoke in your car and listen to Dave Matthews. Takes me back to the first time I really got into you, Dave. And I'm coming to you. Gosh. I joined you guys, but I got more podcasting to do. But I hope you guys have fun. Thank you so much. What a great surprise. Thanks above the Dave. I'm going to tell all my friends that I smoked weed with Dave Matthews. Hey, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. That's not going to go well. All right, guys. Thanks so much for coming by the podcast. Thank you, Dave. See you down the road. Bye, DMB, bro. Bye, man. All right. Give it up for DMB, bro. And Dave Matthews for popping in with that nice little surprise for his fam. All right, next up, this guy is absolutely puddled in LSD. He is so high. He's the highest guy at the show. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the podcast, it's Puddled Wook. What are we doing here? Have we been here before? I don't know. It looks sort of, sort of familiar, I think. Um, are we back in time, perhaps? We may have actually entered another time and dimension. Now that you bring it up here, yes, the people in this room do seem a bit outdated in their outfits. Yes. I think we may have just walked through a door to the past. Was it the future? Uh, it's hard to tell right now, but this guy's directing us over to this chair, so let's just try to act cool. I am a bit cold. No, I don't mean cold. I mean cool. Keep it cool. Now I'm hot, so I'm fine now. Okay, perfect. Hey, Puddled Wook. How we doing, man? Yeah, come on, come on in. Yeah, you, you just walk through that door. You're doing great. Yeah, I know it's it's a lot to take in. <sighs> does it feel like everyone's everyone's staring at us? Mm, sure does. 
Do you think they know what we know? That we control everything in the universe? Yes, exactly. I think that they can sense that we are the supreme being of the universe. I don't, I can't tell. Do they want our powers? Or maybe they just want to learn from us. They could only see what we see. And then they would know that everything surrounding them is breathing and has a pulse. Indeed it does. Alright, yeah, uh, just sit down here, right here, Puddled Wook. So, uh, what have you been? What have you been up to lately, man? Oh yes, we are definitely going to ask. Look what this guy's wearing. I don't see any guy. Are you referring to the cyborg in front of us? Half man, half machine. Yes, yes, that is exactly how I'm referring to. I'm sorry, he's indeed a cyborg. Maybe we're in the future. It is uh, looking it's like, that. like that. I wonder when. We should ask him what, year, ask him it what year, is. year it is. That's a great question. Great question. Let's, ask him. Let's ask him. What year is it? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Did you ask me what year it is? Uh, yeah, dude. It's uh, it's 2023. <sighs> That's definitely this year. Does seem to be the present. Could be that we are in a different dimension in the same year, though. Ah, that would make all the sense. Because obviously he's a cyborg. Naturally. But I don't understand how this machine man is operating and talking. It's hard to tell where the machine ends and where the human begins, frankly. Yes, there's many wires here and many machines. I'm getting a bit distracted. What if the machines revolt? My god. Then this trip would for sure go awry. We cannot afford that. Keep it together. We're long past that. These machines are angry. I can sense it. Our time is running out. We must think of something. We must escape this dimension. But how? So, Puddled Wook. You, uh, you've been hitting up some shows this summer? A cyborg has talked to us. He's asked us a question. He's trying to gain intel, and I don't know if we should respond. But maybe if we're nice to him, he will show us a portal out of this dimension. Oh, it's tough when to know when to play nice. And what's the alternative? Violence? Never. Never. You're right. We are a being of love. And it's through our love that we will be able to withstand any challenge. Indeed, you're right. Let's play nice then. Answer the question. What? Yes, we did. I forgot the question. Ah, me as well. Was it? Yeah, I said, have you been seeing shows this summer? Ah. Have we been seeing any shoes this this summer? summer? I believe he asked if we were seeing any shows shows this summer. This summer? But is this summer summer in this dimension the same summer as it is in ours? Oh my god, that's a great question. I don't know. How long is this summer here in this world? 
Does it go on it for go on days, on months, months, years, years decades, decades, centuries, millennia? How am I supposed, how to, am know supposed to know what time, time is? is? What is time in another dimension? Oh, my God, how are we supposed to answer this question? This is maybe the hardest question anyone's ever asked us. shows. We've seen shows. What TV shows? Yes. We've seen many TV shows. Yes, we yes, saw what we, we saw do what in the shadows. shadows. Yes, what yes, we do in the shadows. shadows. And, and lots of reruns of the, of the Office. We did see The Office. Tell them that. The Office. The who? The Office. I'm not. Uh, there's a band called The Office. Huh. I'm not, I'm not familiar with them. Maybe the office Maybe is the too office old. Is he doesn't old. know that one. that one. Who doesn't know the office? It's a different dimension. They have different they have TV different shows. TV Damn it. Shows. Oh, I didn't oh, even think about that. that. In this world, there's probably a whole different bunch of TV programming. Oh, that sounds nice. That does sound nice. I wonder what TV shows they have here in this world. Ooh, we should watch TV. Oh, yeah, we should find a TV. I don't know if I can handle watching TV right now. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that. Maybe we'll wait for that. Uh, okay. Well, don't don't sweat it. Don't worry about that question. Uh, where do you live, dude? Where are you coming from? Uh, the cyborg from another dimension wants to know where we live. Perfect. He sends us home now. Ah, yes. But maybe if we tell him where we live, then he would know that we're an outsider, an alien to his world. God, you're right. you're right. What if we tell him we're from New Jersey and he reports us to his authorities? We are locked up for years or decades or centuries or millennia forced to watch their TV shows. Which clearly doesn't have The Office. Ooh, that's my favorite show. Me too. Me too. And we'll never know what happens with what we do in the shadows. Oh, my new favorite show. Yes. Yes. So what do we tell him? him? Are we honest with him? You know, like I say, we must lead with love. love. Tell him him. we are are. from Earth. Earth? Earth? Dude, you're from Earth? Yeah, of course you're from Earth. Yeah. I mean, like, where? Like, where do you live? On Earth. Okay, so he's familiar with our planet. We've probably traveled here many times. It does feel familiar. Yes, it does. And I don't know why. Maybe a different version of us in another time, another world. Maybe we've all been here before and we're experiencing some type of deja vu. He's looking for exact coordinates to where we reside. Shall we tell him? He does seem to know about our planet, so maybe let's tell him where we live. Okay, okay. Let's do it. Tell him. Tell him. Scranton? Oh, dude, you're from Scranton, Pennsylvania? Sick, dude. Wait, wait, what? We're not from Scranton. Scranton. Not Scranton at all. Oh, nope. That's from the office. Oh, nice, dude. Scranton. Yeah, like from the office? Oh, he does know the office. 
Ah, of course. Even in this dimension, they must know that show. It's truly a classic. What a small galaxy it is. Indeed. Yeah, man. I love that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. Cool, cool. So you're from Scranton. And are your parents from Scranton, too? I can't remember where my parents are from. Yes. Yes. I don't remember that. Scranton, huh? Yes, I'm yes, trying to think. Trying where to in think. Scranton are we from? Did our parents grow up in Scranton or not? I don't remember. I just swarmed they grew up somewhere else. Hmm, let me think. What do I know in Scranton? Well, there's Kevin. Kevin. Yes. Angela. Yeah, yeah. Oscar. Oscar. Jim. And Pam. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Michael. And Dwight. Dwight. Well, uh, oh, th- that's your parents' names. Oh, your parents are Kevin and Angela, huh? <laughs> that's that's cool. I guess I wasn't really answering my question, but um, well, puddled woke. You know, we got some jam band musicians that I got to bring out here next. So I'll uh, just ask you one more question, if that's okay with you, and then I'll let you go back to just kind of staring out into space. Uh, what is it you like most about? tripping on LSD. Tripping on LSD. Okay, so he knows that we're super high. Yes, but does he know that we have a key to the entire cosmos and are traveling through dimensions? Again, hard to know. It seems like he gets it, but at this point, I feeling like maybe we should just try to get out of here and go back to our world. Yes, I'm feeling a little warm right now. You are? Yes, and a little bit cold as well. Uh-huh. A little hungry. The lights are really bright in here. They really are. I'd kind of like to go somewhere with more like black lights or something. Ooh, yeah, that'd be nice. You know our friend's got that basement we could chill in. Oh, yes, I love that basement. It's nice and dark. It's got a couple cats in there, and I could like pet the cats. Ooh, I do like cats. Yes, let's do that. All right, yes, let's leave this dimension and go to Todd's place and pet his cats. And I think he has a lava lamp. Ooh, I think you're right. All right, well, we should probably tell this cyborg that we are traveling on back to our world. All right, well, tell the man we must go and go. And hopefully we will see him in our travels. Lava lamp. Lava lamps. Lava lamps are why you like to take LSD? It seems a little too on the nose, but uh, all right. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's getting up. Okay. Uh, well, Puddled Book, it looks like you want to go. So uh, you're going to want to go through that door back over there. Okay, he's pointing okay, to, the he's door. to the door. I think we came in that came door. Ah, uh, must be the uh, door, be the door to, to the planet, planet Earth. Earth. Yay. Yay. All right, All let's, right. Do let's do that. And then we'll go outside and then go to Todd's apartment. Perfect. Maybe we should say goodbye to all the people looking at us. All right, bye. Everything around you is breathing and it's full of life. And we are in total control of everything and all of its beauty. Correct, correct. And there's nothing more beautiful. 
All right, man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You got the right uh, right direction over there. So thank you for coming on by, man. Thank you, Puddled Wook. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Puddled Wook. All right. And our final guest of the episode, we have two of my favorite musicians. They're both from the band The Disco Biscuits. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mark Brownstein and Aaron Magner. Hey, what's going on above the day? What's going on, motherfuckers? Sorry if you Guys, such a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. Sit on down and let's chat. All right, let's do it. All right, baby. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, there's so much going on with Disco Biscuits this year. So many incredible improvements to the new songs from the space opera you have another whole musical live theater thing called the very moon that's crazy right now brand new songs coming out this summer that are fantastic the playing is out of control iceland wow there's so much going on with you guys but one thing i really want to talk with you about was earlier this year you performed at the caverns the caverns yeah we love the caverns yeah, everybody seems to love the caverns. Everybody loves mags in a cave, baby. Yeah, that's right. Be pearl, baby. And so, yeah, everybody felt like this one, maybe more than others, was was so spectacular because you performed in the caverns and you did a night where you had the fans vote out of a few movies which movie they wanted to see you live score, which is a thing that Biscuits do. If, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not aware, they have a few times in their career uh, picked a movie like Akira or something, and then they play the movie uh, silent and, and they play a soundtrack over it. I was fortunate enough to see you guys do Tron years ago. Super great. Ended with helicopters. And when the helicopters uh, were on screen, you guys go into helicopters for the ending. Ooh, real nice. Thanks, Dad. That was my idea. Not sure about that, Max. Sorry, dear. And this year you did The Fifth Element, and holy shit, same idea. You did an incredible set of improvised transfusion, Jamtronica, if you will, and then ended it with One Chance to Save the World, which was so fitting with this new incredible ending that you added that was like really epic to the song. And you had fans just blowing their loads. What a great performance. How are you guys feeling about that performance that you did? Oh, oh my God, above the day. Listen, first of all, just want to say, can't believe this podcast is still going. Yeah, it's really blowing all of our minds. I mean, no one, no one, no one thought this would be actually a thing. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, no, we're we're doing all right, I think. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, after the massive love that we got from our fans, we are now working on scoring more movies. We heard the fan requests loud and clear. So next, we will be scoring one of the following films. You're going to do another movie night? That's right, Above the Dave. And the next round of movies that our fans can choose from are the following. Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, what? One Night in Paris. Uh-huh. Deep Throat. Uh, okay. Schindler's Fist. Oh, Jesus. Robocock. Breast Side Story. And 
How I Wet Your Mother. Okay. All right. We definitely have a theme for this next one, it looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, we will let the fans decide our future and what pornos we will be scoring music for. Well, that's pretty cool. Yes. So, we'll be scoring while the actors are scoring. And that's another brownie bar. All right. Cool. The kids are going to be dripping wet as we unce your kids. Wow, Mags. Yeah, we're very excited to do this show. It's going to be a two-set night with one set of biscuits and one set of us scoring some porn. And, of course, we got Orchard Lounge performing a set break. Nice. And Orchard Lounge will be DJing totally in the nude while hardcore anime tentacle porn plays behind them. What are you, what are you talking about scoring porn us? It's me, Mags, baby. Why do you even talk about this? Yeah, we talked about it, Aaron. I thought you meant we'd be scoring pornos we've made. Wait, Mags, what are you talking about? You're not a porn star. Oh, come on, baby. Yeah, well, I mean, I've made some of my own videos over the years. But they're really good movies, man. I don't know, Magner. I think we should stick to the classics. Ah, come on. I've got plenty of great magnerific pornos. Featuring your boy, right here. Uh-huh. Listen to some of Magner's pornos and tell me you wouldn't want to watch them. Movies like Caves of the Yeast. Uh-huh. And the ladies were the breast of the night. Uh-huh, yeah. Cock Candy. Freebus Willie. No more Plan B. Asses Green. Been just waiting for the perfect opportunity to show the world my spider collection. I mean, Mags, baby, I love you like a brother, but but come on, I don't want to watch you humping on the big screen. <laughs> well, maybe you don't, but yeah, it's a no for me too, bro. Ah, oh, come on, bitches! I got so many movies though. What about Mr. Dong? Couple therapy, kitchen clips, coming into the night, Asilios. Shemra boobs? Max, we're not gonna play your home porn movies. Wangster? Nope. Just saw girls? Seriously, dude? Little Jimmy and a coochie line? Once the diddler laid? Mulberry's wet dream? Max, it's not happening. Fine. Sorry if you freaking down. You will be sorry. You freaking won't. You don't know what I can do. What I'm gonna do, or what I'm gonna be. You're not the boss of me, Mark. You're not the king of mags. I'm the boss of me. I'm the king of me. I'm Magnum. I'm the star. It's my big dick and I say when we roll. I'm a star. I'm a big, bright, shining star. Sorry if you freaking down. So don't ask me to help you with any of your stupid NFTs because I'll never freaking help you ever. Even if I even learn what an NFT is, but I probably won't because they sound stupid. Mags, come back. Oh, man, he just stormed out of here. Ah, damn. Come on, Mags. Ah, he's hurt. Yeah, I, man, I he's got a lot of amateur homemade porn, I guess. You got to put your foot down sometimes with him. He's legit insane. Not going to lie, some of those... Uh, pornos he listed off sounded kind of interesting they're not you've seen them you know sometimes we'll be on the bus above the day and we'll want to watch a clip of a song we played when we were out on the tour bus 
and Magner will instead throw on one of his pornos. We always immediately shut that shit down. Oh, man, he tries to, like, slip them in. Yeah, the videos suck. It's just him with his phone all edited with iMovie. It's amateur hour, you know? I shouldn't say this, but... No, you, you can tell me, Mark. When he's not around, we call his homemade porn the Sorry If You Don't Come collection. Oh, and that's another brownie bomb. Well, uh, you know, I'm excited to hear that there's going to be a, another soundtrack in our future brownie. I am excited to see this new porno soundtrack that you guys are going to do. I'm not sure what's worse, uh, attending this porn biscuit show uh, and having a boner for an entire biscuit show around 90% dudes uh, or being at home watching the biscuits. Oh, come on. Don't act like you already don't have a boner. Most times you watch us play ATD. <laughs> Fair enough, Mark. Thank you. All right. I got to go get, I got to go talk to Max. He's pissed. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's emotional right now, so I'm going to go talk with him. Well, thanks for coming by, Mark. We do always appreciate that. Pleasure. Pleasure, Mother Dave. Glad to see this podcast isn't that popular, but you keep doing it anyways. Uh, Yeah, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. No problem. See you on the road. Be for L. Be for L. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mark Brownstein and Aaron Magner. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank all of my guests, DMB Bro and Dave Matthews for surprising our guest today. And to Puddled Wook for saying three, maybe four words. And lastly, big thanks to Mark Brownstein and Aaron Magner of the Disco Biscuits for popping in here. Next week, I want to talk about a pivotal moment in my life. It is when I decided at 24 years old that I was going to compete in the air guitar competition. And so I want to talk a little bit about that fun experience. After that, it's another edition of our brand new segment, What If the Grateful Dead Were a Metal Band? Following that, we're going to be bringing out some Morons. That's right, we have some Morons who are diehard fans, if you're not aware, of the band Mo. And so we're going to be speaking with some morons. And lastly, we have a first-timer to the podcast. Couldn't be more excited to finally get a chance to speak with Widespread Panic's wonderful lead guitar player, Jimmy Herring, is on next week. And we are very excited about that. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. It has been a pleasure. If you enjoy this podcast and you have not given a five-star rating or a, uh, a positive review for me, please do that. It would really help me out, especially if you're listening to this Spotify or Apple or something big like that. Definitely, if you could uh, hit me with the, uh, the five-star, that would be great. I appreciate you as always listening. And I'll see you next week on another episode of The Lot. 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 The Lot.